Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. We tell you about a sports wagering stock to keep an eye on, the black market. How much impact do they still have in the sports wagering space? And we unpack an NFT fantasy controversy. Hell, it's almost a scandal. That and more is Guaranteed Money. Get rolling. And welcome to TDR's Guaranteed Money. I am Ryan Doyle. That is millennial entrepreneur Anthony Verrill. Nice to see you, sir. How's it going, sir? Good. Looking good in that swag, my friend. Yeah, I know. Shad, uh, Shad arrived with a swag box last time I saw him. I love it. It was, uh, it was good. I got hats, hoodies, shirts, TDR, everything. I can't so wait to rep uh, some of that. It's good. When the, it's when a the box hoodie. comes my way. Did, yeah, it's a comfortable hoodie. He did well with these. You can see who the boss likes best, folks. It's right there, right there in front of you. <laughs> he got a box. I'm still wearing the same shit I had on last week. Okay, it is what it is. All uh, views in the Guaranteed Money podcast. I'm in Florida. Guess. I'm in. I'm in Florida. So this is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is appreciation. This wearing. should be good. This should be good. You're in Florida. Um, <laughs> I live three hours away from him. <laughs> but uh, but it's 90 degrees and I'm wearing a hoodie. That's fair, too. That is fair, too. Uh, yeah. All views on the Guaranteed Money podcast and the guests on this podcast are purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by us or our guests as investment advice. And the views on this podcast are solely intended to be informational and are not investment advice. Let's get rolling. Uh, you asked me, you know, let's start off with the NBA because you asked me, are you going to the game tonight? Uh, there's a slim chance I'm going to the Raptors game tonight against Philly. Although I will say, if you're watching or listening to this in time, I do like the Raptors to win this game outright tonight. Uh, I think the Raptors are... Please are, do. Yeah, I you 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 don't. Oh no, I want the Raptors to win. I I, I want. I mean, for obvious self serving reasons, I want the Raptors to win. Um, I like this to go seven. I want them to beat each other up, but I mean, the Heat are going to whoop that ass if they play the Raptors in the next uh, in the next round. Oh yeah, we'll I mean, I'd like to just no 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 no. Um, I don't. I I still don't want to play Philly. I mean, I think Harden's done. I think Harden looks like a shell of himself, but I still don't want to play. I don't want to play that team at all. I'd like to play the Raptors, have a nice, easy five-game series. The Raptors probably take one when we go back to Toronto, and then it's going to be uh, a war with either Boston or Milwaukee. Yeah. So um, here's so the way I see. Yeah. Here's the way I see this shaking down. I think that the Raptors, if they win tonight, they likely go back to Philadelphia, where the fans have given up on the team, uh, where the team seemingly has given I, up on the team. Yeah. Like Joel Embiid's injury is starting to get to him. You can tell. You can see it. You can see it in his shot. It's not the same fluid motion it once was. I think you've no. got a situation where the championship for the Raptors will be the only team coming back from an 0-3 deficit. That will be their ring. Yeah. That will be their use yeah. to you know, project themselves next season and say, hey, they said it couldn't be done. Well, now we're here for real next year where they've got a couple of extra pieces. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Scotty. I like Scotty. He's an FSU guy, so I mean, I find myself rooting for him. Um, I think he's a hell of a talent. And I mean, I do respect Nick Nurse as much as I don't like the Raptors because I really don't like any other team in the Eastern Conference um, aside from the Heat. But, uh, but yeah, I'd like to see the Raptors in the next round and see what happens, especially with an ailing Jimmy. And Kyle, I mean, I feel like we could afford to give them less minutes against Toronto. Now you're just getting cocky. Fil- you're just getting cocky. I mean, you see, I was gonna, I was th- gonna allow it for a little while because I agree with you fundamentally. But now you're starting to shit on on my team, like we're just a. a I mean, a, we just a made, over a we just made Trey Young. We 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 just made Trey Young like a collegiate player. Like they shut him down. Like I think he had more turnovers than field goals in the series. Like, and we won to close out the series without our two best players. Granted, 
I kept saying to all my friends, Depot's going to come off the bench and watch. He's going to start. He's going to contribute. And we're going to see Depot, um, which I'm hoping he gets put this into the Victor rotation. Depot, for those but, who don't know. Yeah. yeah but for those I mean, who don't live in South thing, Beach. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's one thing I do do, and it's I, I get really cocky about the heat. I mean, it's I'm, I'm accustomed to winning from the LeBron and the Wade days. So, I mean, when we get on a roll and we get into the playoffs, I pretty much have the utmost confidence that they're going to be in the finals, um, yeah, and, regardless of who who they put in front of us. And I, I do think you're, you're accurate. Obviously, I've got money and a financial stake in it, so that's why I'm kind of rooting uh, on, on your side of things. But when you look at the other side very quickly, I think if you're looking at future plays, if you're looking at series wins, I think the yeah. Boston Celtics get it done against Milwaukee. I think that defense figures it out. I think the lack of Chris yeah. Middleton will get exposed eventually in that series, and you'll see the Boston yeah. Celtics and Miami Heat duking it out for the Eastern Conference Championship, and as you know, I like Miami to win that. On the other side, I think it's a bit of a puzzle. I, I really do. I, last night, I thought Golden State was going to cover that game. Uh, cover. I got them at 8. Uh, didn't even come close. It was a, a very 4-5 game, you know, no. playing between 4 and 5 points yeah. yesterday. Uh, and then you've got the situation with, you know, Dallas will, will beat, We'll beat Utah. I mean, that's. I think that's done tonight. That series will be finished. And yeah, you know, I feel what like they're sitting duck. Yeah, I feel like Dallas is sitting duck. I mean, I don't think Dallas gets past whoever they play next. I think the Jazz suck. I mean, I think the Jazz suck and they're overrated. Um, and Donovan Mitchell is just not living up to the hype. Um, so, I mean, I think the Golden State runs away with the West. Yeah, as far I, as going to the finals, I I do see how Dallas would be a bit of a challenge because they seem like they're clicking, they're getting healthy. They, you know, their their star player is doing what star players do around this time. Uh, you know, some nights he's just lights out and you can't stop Doncic. It's, it's just what what yeah. he is. Uh, but we'll see. I think it's a bit of a puzzle, and you can't forget Phoenix. You know, they've been in this dance before. They've been in the finals. Yeah, yeah. Their youth st- still seems to be looking good without their star players. So. You know, who knows what Devin Booker's situation is going to be coming down the the next couple of weeks. That's what playoff basketball is all about, and that's why it's interesting. Uh, We'll get into the other big sporting event from a gambling point of view in just a second, which is the NFL draft, because you asked me why I wasn't going to the game tonight, or if I was going to the game tonight, and my reason why not has to do with the NFL draft, not how you might think. Uh, But the big story when it comes to the world of of stocks, and I thought this was an interesting one, because it's not a company, Anthony, uh, we talk about a lot. But Rush Street Interactive, uh, Rush Street Inter- Interactive, if you don't know, operates under uh, the Bet Rivers brand, under the Play Sugar House band, okay. uh, brand, which is a lot, you know, in that Pennsylvania, that sort of upper north portion quadrant of, of the United States, uh, currently available with mobile or retail business in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, pretty much could have said the upper part of the United States and sum that up for you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they are, are being pegged as one of the best perform- performing gaming stocks on the back of a Wells Fargo upgrade. I think this is kind of interesting because again, you're, you're talking about a company that isn't really on everybody's radar operates on brands that I don't want to call second tier, but I think in the eyes of a lot of people, they are when you put them up against DraftKings. One of the things these analysts pointed out though, yeah. was that they're, they're very, tempered right so they will spend to to do customer acquisition but they won't spend to the level of DraftKings. they won't spend to the level of their competition so they do have a little caution on them and i can understand why that's attractive to investors yeah i mean it's it, it, it's interesting i mean i would be listening to the analysts seeing what they're saying i mean because you know that they're taking a deep dive into the balance sheet and the profitability and really what they're spending as far as capex goes so i mean if they're getting upgraded and if they're really a diamond in the rough they're obviously doing something right with their consumers um, not to go on our conversation from the last episode, but one thing I was talking to one of my buddies about, about using steak, 
um, that gambling platform, yeah. they're giving him an insane amount of uh, of bonuses. He got a ten thousand dollar bonus one day to pl- on. to gamble, and then he got a and then he got a twelve hundred dollar bonus every day for fourteen days straight, just for nothing. Like that to me is like yeah, he's putting for, the money for, in for nothing for being a platinum. Yeah, for being like a platinum level three, I don't even know what even I don't even know what that means to be completely honest. You are but, a I mean, level three like, DJ. Yeah, Congratulations. Level. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, he's like, I'm a, I'm a platinum level three. I got a 10K bonus one day and then 1,200 a day for 14 days straight. I was like, that's like, how the fuck can you, how's that a business model? Like, that's, that's just free money that, I mean, if you win, you're cleaning out the house. I mean, anybody, some people aren't going to all just give that back. I mean, they might give a portion of it back sooner or later, but like in the short term, you'd have to be good really shitty at gambling to, to give that kind of money back though. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Like total mush yeah. action, like You'd I mean, that would be at. that would be yeah. bottom of the barrel gambling if you yeah, get yeah. all of that money back. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious to see if they have some sort of algorithm internally that actually looks at people's profiles and looks at their betting patterns and their behavior, and it can actually forecast accurately if I if we give this bonus, are we going to get it back, or if we give this bonus, what percentage is going to come back to us? Um, sooner or later, if they're not, then someone needs to develop that. Cause it'd probably be a pretty damn, uh, valuable predictive tool, um, versus just giving away helicopter money, um, to all of your, uh, to all of your, your, your loyalty members. But I mean, they have to have some sort of actual oh, data that's actually understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And understanding I've, I've talked the rate to some of the people bonuses coming back. I was going to say, I've talked to some of the people behind the scenes in these companies, and they do have that yeah. kind of analytical data that's working for them. I mean, the idea, okay. it's, it seems, it's though, and I, I get so what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they're responsible, but I get what you're saying, because the, the, on the surface, it looks like they're just walking around with a wheelbarrow full of cash going through neighborhoods and tossing it out. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, granted, it's, it's credits, really, when you think about it. it it's not real money unless you win. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would hope be hoping that they've got some sort of actuarial or some sort of algo that's telling them, look, we can give X 24,000 in credit. We're probably going to get 18,000 of it in this time frame, And then we're probably going to capture the rest of it. And then some down the road due to their betting patterns and due to their behaviors on the site. Now that's the, uh, that's the, the new school marketing. Let's talk a little bit about the old school marketing yeah. for a second. Uh, cause there's a big story out of New York today and, and I love this cause I love, I love crime stories. I love true crime stories. I love mob stories. I think it's a fascinating world. And ultimately, it was the world that ran this industry that we talk about every single week for for decades. They created it. I mean, this is their this is their baby. Uh, Six alleged Genovese 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 Genovese. What do you prefer? Genovese Genovese Genovese. Genovese. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm not yeah. going to mess with you. I, your name's Anthony. I'm not. Why would I even question these things? Uh, they, uh, the family members, were charged with gambling and extortion. Among them were two alleged capos of the no- notorious New York Mafia. Uh, this family, uh, the Khaleesi family, Ralph the Undertaker Balsamo, good nickname by the way. If you're going to be the, you know, if you're going to be in the mob, go with Undertaker. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Messina, John Campanella were allegedly soldiers in all of this. Uh, they're accused of, you know, running underground businesses. The biggest one is is gambling. And I guess the, the question I had, and I think it's a fascinating conversation, we talk about stocks, we talk about businesses, we talk about things like, you know, incentives and, and that sort of thing for customer acquisition. This is still a game that's going on under the surface of it all. 
regulated gambling was supposed to get rid of this. Here we are. We still got people doing yeah. it. Will it ever go away? What I'm about to say is probably pretty controversial. Yes, do it. But I mean, so so we talk about, or I like to think of myself as, I guess, I know a lot about cannabis. I know a lot about sports wagering. They're both two highly high growth sectors that I've invested a lot of money in from a professional point of view. I don't buy cannabis from the legal market and I don't bet in the legal market. Ooh. So no, I, I, I don't think, I don't think that they're ever going to go away. I think that there's a certain flexibility and a certain behavior and comfort level um, that that's there. And I mean, I don't do it. I, I don't do it to circumvent taxes. I don't do it for, for any other reason. The fact that it's just, I've been doing it for that long and it's, it's, it's just, it, it, it's easy. I mean, it, it's easy. It's seamless. It's frictionless. I don't have to deal with any sort of cash in, cash out, any sort of renew, renewing my licensing card. Like granted, if cannabis was recreationally legal in Florida, yeah. I'd be buying it from the, from the legal market all day. Um, the friction of the medical card and just that whole process is the reason why I don't do it. And it's way overpriced. Um, as far as everything is con concerned, um, gambling, I think is going to be different. I mean, people don't like to deal with people not to be cliche, but someone that's going to come break your fucking legs. If you don't pay your, uh, pay your balance, DraftKings isn't going to come break your legs. Um, DraftKings, they, they will send you very cute account. notes. You'll probably get sent to collections. Yeah. They're, 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 they're going to ask very, very nicely, please, please pay us or, uh, or you're going to get shut down. So, I mean, I think that gambling, yes, you're going to see more people, go into the legal market, but I think it's going to be a very long tailed curve, just like what you're seeing with cannabis. Um, we're stomping out the black market and bringing everything into the, uh, into the legal framework. Well, well, let's talk about the contrast, especially when it comes to sports gambling though, because we're both familiar with it. Like we're not fucking naive here. You, you know, yeah. put it, put it right on the record. I'll do the same. You know, that's, that's my preferred choice of, of, of putting down money as well. The reason is because they give you the money up front. Right. The, the, and this is where yeah, you'll, yeah, yeah. you'll never credit. get credit. Right. Yeah. So you start a week with a certain balance of credit. You don't have to go see anybody. I don't have to put a credit card down. The money's there. You know, it's there when you need it. If you want to have a play, yeah. you can dabble in there. You're never going to have a company that is publicly traded doing that type of thing. It's just, it's not going to happen ever. You can no, use your credit no, card, no, no. but that's no. not the same thing because that money's still attached yeah. to you somehow. And you've got to have, you're going to have to pay somebody at some point when it comes to using that particular money. So I see that being the biggest reason, and we'll talk about the other part in a second, but I think that's one of the biggest reasons the black market is still so attractive to people. Yeah, but then to, to the counterpoint of that, I mean, the people that are giving us credit have the means of collecting the money if, if we don't pay. So, I mean, there's, there, there, there's certain levels of, I guess, respect that are instilled in the system. Um, to where, I mean, my bookie gives me X, he knows that I'm going to pay him Y, and I know that he's going to pay me Y um if if the other outcome is uh is achieved but I mean, yeah, I mean factor. that's the reason i don't do it i don't want, yeah i don't, I don't want to put ten thousand dollars load up ten grand into a DraftKings account or into a FanDuel account and just lock it in there um that's not of interest to me whatsoever yeah and the other side of it is and even I though even though i mean yeah but to to, to a better point i've never got a twenty four thousand dollar bonus from my bookie um i've that's, never yeah, got any sort fair. of incentive plan um, from my bookie. So, I mean, actually, now that I think about it, 
might be worth it to be partaking in the legal market to a degree of of and scale taking advantage of, of what those i'm things. laying on games and what i'm yeah i mean i would like to get a bonus here and there um it'd be nice well and that that's what i always say it. if you're in a market where they've just started operating go and look for some of those bonuses out there see what you can get whether it's a carryover yeah. rollover bonus that type of thing sign up bonus uh, I know that, you know, Bet365 here in Canada is constantly sending me, hey, here's a free 10 bucks. Bet MGM, here's a free 50 bucks. You know, I've referred a bunch of friends to FanDuel. Yeah. They sent me 50 bucks for each friend I si- signed up. Okay, fair enough. They were going to go in there anyway. I might as well cash out a little on that. But speaking of cashing out, that was the other side of the equation that I was going to ask you about. The one thing, whether it's any of these publicly traded companies or or some of the, the middle stream ones that aren't out in the market yet, getting your money out is still difficult. And that's a yep. problem and a fix that the 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 broader community, the broader market hasn't been able to figure out completely, especially in a world where we've got so much technology. And I'd love to ask you the question, because you know a lot more than I do about this. You know, companies like Bodog, for example, really got on the crypto train early as a way to pay people yeah. out. Why was that? And why do you think more companies aren't doing that? Because I would assume that that's an easier way to pay people in the long run. Yeah, I mean it's it's frictionless, it's borderless, and the fees are less. I mean, I'm a very fickle consumer. If there's any friction with me putting my money in or getting my money out, I don't deal with it. Like point blank, I don't care how valuable it is. I don't care how strong the value proposition is. If there's friction in me putting my money in, and then also on me coming out, I don't do it. It's for instance like in NFTs, like VV. VV is a centralized marketplace. You put in, you have to put in money as as credits. You can't even sell your NFTs um, as part of the platform. So once your money in, once your money's in, your money's in. I mean, with these online betting platforms, you got to go lock up capital. And then, like you said, there's friction with the money coming back. Like I, I, as far as crypto goes, it's 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 seamless and it's frictionless, especially in the in in the pay in and pay out. Which is why if I was going to do any of these to dabble, I'd probably try stake, as I can go and just put Ethereum in, or I can put Bitcoin in. Right. And then I can probably get it back on the on the way out just as just as frictionless as it went in. And um, you get easy. a lot of bonuses as well, apparently. Yeah, I mean the bon- the bonus is apparently good. I mean, yep. granted, I'm not gonna start just laying crazy amounts on games to 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 to, to, to get the bonuses. Um, but I mean I'll still stick to my guns and my units, et cetera. But I mean, yeah, it's it's that when when they're throwing that kind of money around, it's it's interesting. Can I call you the hitman from now on? Potentially. How about the undertaker? Would you like that? Not the Undertaker. I was more of a uh, I was more of a Stone Cold Steve Austin guy when it came to okay. uh, when it came to WW, WWF. How did he decide mob names? That's something they never get into in the movies, huh? I, I think it's a mixture of the media just makes it up, or they find something like one point in time and then just roll with it. Like, there's no way some Italian guy in Brooklyn that's <laughs> like a capo for the mob is being addressed as Undertaker. <laughs> um, I just don't. I don't see that. Um, Imagine just I don't a room full of guys. It's hey, wh- where are you going? Oh, it's naming night down at the social club. Oh, really? You're gonna get your name tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna get my name tonight. What do you think they're yeah. gonna go with? I don't know. Maybe Tiny. Maybe the Undertaker. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see these names as kind of just like trivial, like media shit, and like what's the stuff they pull out of movies. Yeah. Um, I don't see these guys actually calling each other by these names. Yeah, it's funny though. When you read the list, yeah, of them. it sounds like it sounds like uh, what's the movie with uh, Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry? Um, oh, five. He's uh, the Bruce Willis. It's it's filmed in Canada. It's filmed yard. in Toronto, longest actually. Yard? Longest yard? No. no, it's not the longest yard. It's uh, fuck. 
What's the name of it? Bruce Willis is the hitman. Jimmy the Tulip Tedeschi. Yeah, they did a sequel um, of it too. One of my his name in the movie. One of my former yeah, co-workers it's with, is actually uh, in that so movie. Michael Clark. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan's in it as well. Um, oh, the whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. What that's what it's called. Yard. The whole, yeah. the okay, whole, whole nine yards. yards. Yeah. That's yeah, the longest yard. Yeah, yeah. Whole nine yards. Yeah. That was a funny movie. But yeah, that Jimmy the Tulip. Worst again. Worst nickname ever. Quite likely. Uh, let's yeah, say yeah. It, let's stay in New York. This is interesting. Well, let, let me start because you said to me, you said, are you going to the game tonight? The Raptors game. And I said, mm, probably slim chance. I said, it's my anniversary. And I said, it's also the NFL draft. And I don't know if I've ever told you this story before, but I remember the NFL draft day, April 28th. And I've been married 15 years today. So it was that 2007. And oh, the draft was going happy on. Anniversary. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And to my lovely wife as well. Um, you know, it was one of those things. The draft was in the afternoon back then. It wasn't like this this big prime time event. So it was happening during the day. Uh, I guess it would have been a second round. So maybe it wasn't the afternoon, but it was a second round. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And I wanted them to pick uh, one of the former Notre Dame quarterbacks. I want to say it was Rick Meyer at the time. Uh, I might be right about that. I might be wrong. Anyway, I wanted a Notre Dame quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm getting my, remember, I'm getting like my bow tie tied. It's time to go to the church. The Bills are on the clock. <laughs> I'm like, I just have to see this. I just have to see this. They're like, the fucking car is outside. You got to go, man. Yeah. You got to go. And like my groomsmen are literally taking me and they are pulling me, Anthony, through my front door. And I am kicking and screaming just to see what the bills are doing. And then we got this guy named Marshawn Lynch. And I was like, ah, has been that Dude, guy's going to be. I Marshawn's one of my favorite football. I love Marshawn Lynch. He's great. Like, I love everything. I love everything about that guy. He's, he's a monster on the field and he's even better off the field. Um, everything about that guy is like just the best. Pure beast um, mode. To the way that he ha- yeah, to the way that he handles his money, to the way that he handles himself in in press conferences, to the way that he handles himself on the field. I mean, that guy is he's a he's a national treasure. Um, I would say protect that man at at at, at all costs. High level. And, I saw him driving is, a Zamboni everyone, in Seattle the other day. Yeah, and the thing is, is everyone thinks that you won't find if you find someone that says anything bad about Marshawn Lynch. They're probably just a shitty person or they've or he's like just beat the hell out of their team at some point because there's literally nothing not to like about that guy. Remember some of those runs where you just crush people and bowl them over and you watch like the defenders. Yeah. Like, just like pins start to roll in the distance. You remember when he stole he stole the cart on the field. Yeah. And started driving it around doing donuts. Yeah. Yeah. And he's eat Skittles on the sidelines. Yeah. He's the, nothing wrong with as that. far as Marshawn. I love the I love the guy if you can't tell. So the NFL he's, uh, draft, he's, he's great. The NFL draft does start today. That's our, our segue into it. And uh, you can't bet. So this is a big betting event. The more I, I listen to wagering radio, I've listened to our folks at v- our friends at VEASAN uh, last couple of weeks. They're heavy into the draft. There are a lot of people putting uh, picks out there. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, that the number one pick might not be what people thought it was with Aiden Hutchinson, that it may be going a different yeah. way. I'm still putting my money on Aiden Hutchinson as the number one pick. You heard that here. I commit to it. That's where I'm standing. But apparently you can't bet on it in the state of New York. And this is interesting to me because according to New York State Senate laws, a professional sporting event is defined as an event which two or more persons participate in sports or athletic events and receive compensation in excess of actual expenses for their participation in such events. So the draft what? doesn't count as that. Yeah, it's not it's not a professional sporting event. There's not two people or two teams participating. Uh, there's no compensation, I suppose, in the in the event itself. That comes later. So they say, no, sorry, New Yorkers, you can't bet on the draft. That, that, yeah, that kind of that kind of is mind boggling. 
So you mean they can't bet on anything like the like let's say those predicted sites on like the election or like anything like that. It has to be a nope. sports game with paid participants. Hundred percent, and that's how fine a point they. Why put do they? On gotta, why do they York. do it? Why do they? Why, just why? Why I don't I don't get why they need to be so particular. Um, it's with everything they do, like yeah, it's crazy. You can't even buy crypto in ha- half of crypto in New York. Um, due to the bit license uh, framework that they rolled out, so I mean, it doesn't surprise well, it's the me. What's the same law? Crazy right? nuanced. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. They have. I mean, thank God we don't use New York laws like uh, precedent for anything that goes national. Otherwise, we'd be uh, look a little strange. But that makes no sense to me. I mean, you should be it able to no bet sense. on the on, on anything that has odds. Yeah. Sorry, I'm choking up here. Excuse me. I'm getting uh, all upset for New Yorkers uh, statewide. He's sitting sitting right here. Uh, Kansas legislators were close this week to approving a measure authorizing sports betting. Uh, And what they wanted to do, this was interesting, because remember, the Kansas City Chiefs play in Kansas City, Missouri. The Kansas, there is a Kansas City, Kansas as well, where legislators basically said, let's take the Kansas City Chiefs from Missouri and put them into Kansas by promising the team a whack of tax money when it came to sports betting. And this is still up for debate, but I think it's an interesting way to look at things because we've talked about stadium building. We've talked about teams in certain jurisdictions and what they get from the state. This isn't a bad way to backdoor sports betting in that particular region. And at the same time, woo, what is one of the best football franchises in the world? Yeah, but why would they want to go to Kansas? I mean, you have to go to... There's nothing in Kansas. Well, what is there in Missouri? at least is... I mean, okay, so they're both flyover states completely. Um, I mean, St. Louis and Kansas City, and there's parts of Missouri that are actually like metropolitan to a degree. I, I couldn't even tell you what goes on in Kansas. Um, I don't even know if they'd have the infrastructure and the and and just the sheer amount of of, of people to sustain a football team. And you're not going to take the the Chiefs out of Kansas City, like they're 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 not, they're not going to move. I'd be very surprised if they if they did that, and I mean, if especially if K- Kansas is also isn't going to get an expansion team, um, if anything, it's going to there's way way more markets, um, way more lucrative markets in the U.S. than uh, than Kansas. All right, take Topeka off. I, of just, I just think that's a, I think it's a reach. Uh, David Beckham. Yeah, yeah it's I yeah. Uh, David Beckham and Ronald D. That's my, what. Yeah. Where, where you're going is where my head just went when you said stadiums on Bex in Miami, because I actually read about that yesterday. I was going to talk about NFTs, but go ahead. What do you want to say? Oh, I thought you were talking about the stadium in Miami. No. Um, they're solidifying the FC Miami uh, stadium um, that Beckham's doing, but it's, it looks like another Marlins ballpark deal, um, so, which, as I've said, they basically built the stadium, promised all the surrounding areas. Uh, to be built up and then they didn't do anything and now the stadium's sitting there and it can't even bring 10,000 people uh, to a game. But I think FC Miami and I think a soccer team in South Florida would do awesome. I think you'd see like what goes on in like Toronto or Seattle where the people actually come out for the games. Um, But don't you already have Miami FC? We do, but they don't have their own stadium. They play in Lockhart. That's in like North, that's in North Fort Lauderdale. Um, They're actually going to, uh, there's a golf course called Mel Reese that's right by the airport that I'm uh, pretty sure the group has already bought the real estate. They're going to level it, um, and they're going to build an entire park um, and campus um, around the stadium, which will be awesome. The only thing that sucks, it's right next to the airport, and planes are just flying over it uh, all night. So it's going to be an interesting game experience, I, I would say. 
Yeah, it's like the uh, racetrack in Toronto. The horse racetrack, the, it's right in the line of yeah, the, yeah. the flight path. So the horses get spooked every yeah, time my, the plane goes over. Yeah, my, my old apartment in Miami was directly under a flight path um, going, into the, uh, going into the airport. You could hear them. Uh, yeah, it sucked. Well, I grew up, but, that, I grew up right beside Pearson right. Airport in Toronto. It's the same deal, right? Like I, my bedroom was right under the flight path. Yeah. It was just like, it was cool as a kid. I didn't mind it so much. Yeah, you always yeah. had those, you oh, yeah, those you people complain about the airport right and, over, and they yeah. moved there. It's like the airport was there. You know what was going on all Correct. along. Um, I was going to bring up a David Beckham yeah. NFT story, but I like this one better. <clears throat> it has to do with Dutch soccer stars Daily Blind and Davy Klassen. I don't know who they are. I'm not going to pretend I do, but they play for Ajax. No, I, yeah. um, but this is, this is interesting because NFT fantasy soccer and fantasy sports is a big deal. And the, the system, it's called Serer, so rare. Uh, it allows players to collect digital soccer trading cards, which they can use to compile a team of players. Each card can earn points based on real-world performances, just like a regular regular fantasy sports site would. These two guys are on the team, but I guess they're also playing in this NFT Fantasy League. Before the cup final that they're playing in, one of the players s- sells the starting goalie's NFT and buys the backup goalie's NFT. Another player on the team does exactly the same thing. Out of nowhere, the, the backup goalie right before the game is put into the starting lineup. And now these two are being investigated when it comes to some sort of insider, insider trading, insider inf- information. It, it is. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's, insider, it's insider trading. Um, but at the same time, I'd be willing to bet that the crypto regulations and any of the NFT stuff doesn't exist. There's no insider trading laws that can be broken as it relates to crypto and NFTs. So yes, they probably were insider trading. They were, I mean, so they started the backup goalie based on information that they knew was coming. These two knew knew that the back, well, that's the question, right? Is it really gambling? Is it really something that they're gaining other than? Yeah some NFT points and some fantasy points in, in a league. I mean, if they're playing for money, sure. I understand that. But uh, my understanding yeah. is these games are free to play. Uh, winners are paid in non-cash prizes. So what? Then, I mean, they're, they're then they're just shitty people. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> shitty people. I can't, I can't say that. Cause I'd probably, I, I'd probably do the same thing if I had that information. I mean, I, you need an edge um, that, 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 that's their edge. They happen to play for the club. Um, they happen to get the information and they happen to act on it. Granted, they're not making millions of dollars in like shorting a stock to someone else's detriment. Um, it's, it's frowned upon, but sure. I mean, they, they, they had an edge. Yeah. And they used it. They played it to get some, I would, I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I would, for instance, the only, the closest thing I could think of as a corollary is if you were on a hockey team and you knew like the backup was going to go in, um, to start, and you bet on the and you bet on the on, on the opposing team knowing I'm just thinking like the Panthers because they yeah, switch out their but goalies that's monetary. Like crazy with with Spencer Knight yeah with Spencer Knight and Bob but I mean yeah that that's monetary so it's a completely different ball game but if it was just for non cash prizes and they just wanted a leg up and an edge and they happen to have the information like sure it's it it's it's like I said frowned upon but it's not illegal. Also, what is Ajax's payroll like if this is what the fucking players have to do? Correct. I'd like be the- I'd be pissed if I was the manager. I'd be like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like why? Like like you got better things to do. You're a professional athlete. Um, you get paid. You pay get paid multi millions game. of dollars every single year, and you're deciding to yeah. win non cash prizes and jeopardize your entire career on that. 
But then these guys do, that's what drives them. I guess they are that competitive um, that they want to win at all costs at everything. So I, mean, yeah, I guess I true. can relate to it to a degree, but yeah, you should have better, better use of your time. Anthony Stone Cold Vero, thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. I'm going to have to think of a nickname for the next episode. There you go. I know you're going to work on it. You're going to work on that and uh, continue oh, to uh, slip in America's uh, Olympic basketball team into, into the conversation. <laughs> It's it's gonna it's gonna live forever. Just wait 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 to just just wait till the basketball playoffs progress. The more the Heat win, the worse I'm gonna get. If you think I'm cocky now, it's going to drastically drastically progress. No going living into with this the guy. Uh, Eastern Conference and then the finals. No, no living with this no, guy. No, no, no. Oh, I Anthony, got my LeBron jerseys. I'm gonna start wearing on the podcast. <laughs> at least it will be. At least it'll be a little cooler for you. Other than that hoodie and the what is it? 85 degrees where you are right now. T- to be honest. I don't know what they're doing with these, but this thing is really comfortable. I'm not hot whatsoever, and I'm probably going to keep wearing this. I and I'm going to get only gems hoodies made out of the uh, same material. I'm immediately calling Shad and asking him for the for the swag guy. Um, these are great hoodies. You won't get Shad because I'll have him on the phone talking about why I don't have mine yet. Anyway, Anthony, thank you so much. We'll see you next <laughs> week, man. Subscribe to Guaranteed Money wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at thedalesreport.com. Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.